The Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Good morning, happy Wednesday, good people. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. Thank you for meeting me here this morning because last week was a little bit of a trip. And I know that sometimes when I record at different times, even though it's still on Wednesday, it still makes it a little bit weird. Like, are we coming or going this week? right? And I'm sorry to bring that type of energy to the show, but if you're joining me this morning, this afternoon, or this evening, or whenever you're deciding to listen in, I just first want to say thank you for giving uh, your time, your talent, and your treasure on over here to the Midweek Muscle, but more importantly, just bringing it in middle of the week, hump day, Wednesday, you know, just come on in, bring it on in so we can get our boost, right? This is like your hug, coming in the form of like words, right? Word hugs. That's so cheesy, but like hugs and like affirmation and just like, oh, that just, that touch, right? Um, Sometimes when you're going through uh, very nerve wracking things or just uh, I'm over it already, when you have those moments, like there's nothing better than just like that feeling of, whoo, I've got this, Right? So just let's bring it on in. Let's huddle in real quick. There we go. Nice little embrace of the words and your ears are mellowing out to hear this and receive this today. Super happy. I know extra for this early in the morning. I know because we got to get to it. But anyways, I just want to, I just want to start with this thing right here. If you've been joining us for a while and you've forgotten the reason why you tune into the midweek muscle other than it seems cool and it's helpful for me right now. If, but truly, if you've forgotten the core of why you tune in or why you ask others to tune in or why we even set out to do what we do, man, listen, I just want to share something with you that has stumbled across my path. Um, and it's, uh, I may need to say this. I hate that we have to say this, but, um, you know, is being mindful, right? So this is a trigger alert. If you're easily triggered uh, by the sharing of of like intimate details or like troublesome stories, this may be a time for the next like three to five minutes where you want to skip through. Um, but if you're okay with hearing it, this is one of those uh, stories that has uh, uh, some trauma associated with it. So trigger warning. So um, uh, there was this woman uh, who has joined six other people in the entire world for having a second face transplant. Come to find out, uh, I don't know where this woman lived or, you know, what her backstory is outside of the fact that she was a healthcare worker. Um, she went home or was home one day or one evening and her husband uh, came to the house and physically abused her and had beat her to the point where um, it, it completely uh disfigured her face. Um, and he also threw acid, chemical acid, chemical, uh, lie, uh, 
that chemical is what some hair care makers use to straighten hair. Um, and it can leave physical third degree burns, second degree burns, first degree burns on the skin. Um, especially when you're using it in the scalp, but this was actually poured on her face and body, um, which left her in very, very, very bad shape. And so um, she went on record uh, speaking about how she's doing today. And I want you guys to just hear, and when when I say in bad shape, y'all, a second face transplant surgery, Um, A few details, it took over 40 physicians. I think the surgery lasted for 40 hours over the course of two days. So it was extensive. And here is what she had to say. Well, my key to that success is not focusing on negative things. When my first face transplant failed, I basically went back to looking disfigured. I didn't have eyelids anymore. I lost my lips. I had said to Dr. Tonahawk, if I'm a candidate, I want another chance. This is my face. It was given to me. It's not the original face I was born with. As a society, we're, we lean towards the negative. I think the whole world does now. So it's much easier to complain and to talk about amongst ourselves what doesn't work. If I stayed there, I would be what society said I would be. You're gonna be miserable, you're disabled, you're blind, you're dependent. I didn't listen to any of that. I focused on what I was gonna do now. My life extended greatly and I had to step into that. And to step into that, you need to find your confidence, you need to find your stability, you need to find your, you know, your self-worth. I'm excited to see what life's gonna bring me now. I have a lot of patience. When I'm ready, things will happen. And they're already happening. Okay, good people. I I know that it, it can be hard to listen to, but I just want you to see the fruit of such a tumultuous, devastating situation. It's it's really cool and inspiring for me to see people persevering in ways that they have to, because if they don't, they run the risk of not living. Um, and I'm not saying that as in like, if you're living, then of course you're, you're, uh, are you dying? You know, that sort of thing. No, I'm saying like, if you, if you don't persevere, you run the risk of not fulfilling anything more. Like you can be living, but just going through the motions or just in a very dark place. And again, if that were her scenario, rightfully so based on the things that had happened to her, but the fruit behind this is, and this is where I love what she said. She said, I'm excited to see what life's going to bring me now. I have a lot of patience. When I am ready, things will happen and they are already happening. And to see things happening, they already are, you know, and and maybe I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, but that's essentially what she said. But I don't know if y'all caught that. She's excited to see and to, 
And to bring this along furthermore, whether you caught it or not, she's blind. So she said, I'm excited for what life's going to bring me. I'm excited to see what it's going to bring me. And she's, and she's physically incapable of having sight. However, the ways in which she's digging deep to find that place, I can't express enough of how much she's operating from a place of faith, even though her unfortunate set of circumstances has left her with those specific needs that could easily make the future seem dark up to the point of needing new reconstructive surgery on her face. But y'all, she is excited to see. And that is why we dig deep. She said, I don't focus on the negative because that's out of my control. I only focus on the positives and the things that I can't control. I leave those in the hands of the experts, right? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like we could always double tap and say things could always be worse. But what happens if we were brought to that place? right? You hate to even think about it. But if you're rejoining us back in because you chose to skip over uh, that segment, thank you and welcome back. Um, But just, uh, just going over the high level of what it takes, what it means to have faith despite difficulty. And obviously in the way that the woman had to dig deep into faith and focus on the positives and focus on the things that she can do rather than focus on the negativity or the labels that society has placed on her. Um, She's, she's really excited for what the future has in store. And I just like that zest for life is just so pivotal, even though things feel a little uncertain right now. Um, And so moving forward, I, I, you know, I think of the state of where we are today and where we were this time last year. And this time last year, we were hearing about people on cruise ships just being kept at bay because there was some weird, mysterious thing that was making them sick. Up through today, where we are now sitting over the 500,000 mark of people who have lost their lives as a result of COVID. And, you know, you hate to keep talking about it, but it's very much a reality because at this point, this is more people because everybody has a name. This is more people than any war that we've ever fought in. It is greater than any physical health issue that we've ever seen. It is just a very big deal that we're dealing with. And so I know that in times of uncertainty or places at dark moments where there's grieving and there, and there's still this looming threat out there. And then there's still all of these people doing this and these people are doing that. And you're somewhere in the middle and you just don't know where to go. Um, these are the moments that inspire me. And so I hope it, I hope you can find a little piece of this that can inspire you too. And if you feel brave enough to go back and listen, if you didn't, I I encourage you to, if you can handle it, but if not, then let's move forward. So as I, as I incorporate a bit, a bit of black history into our last week of black history month, talking about this woman's faith, faith 
is like taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. That comes from great MLK Jr. And I, and I love that because as entrepreneurs, as free thinkers, as people who have ideas, but you're afraid to talk to your boss about it, as people who think a little bit differently than that book that they're reading in front of them, for people that have a web and a string of thoughts and it keeps them up at night because they can't quite put it down on paper because it does, just doesn't make sense yet, or for that person that's working on that breakthrough thing, that breakthrough thing that you know is gonna be great or wonderful or the next big big thing in a couple years or whatever that looks like for all of those creative minded people that can see a little bit deeper, a little bit farther, a little bit faster, a little bit wider than their counterparts. I see you and I hear you. And sometimes it's hard to step out on faith when you know you stand a little more unique than the crowd that you run with. And so stepping out on faith is like taking the first step, even though you can't see the path. And what we do understand is that everyone who's taken that journey has seen that there's been a path that has been laid out. All it was required was for them to take the first step. Because what they did find in the process is while they may not have gone in the direction where they thought they were going, they were redirected into the place where they should have been going. Let me say that again. Even though they didn't get to to the pathway where they thought they were going, they were redirected to the place where they should have been going. So again, good people taking that first step and not leaning in on that negativity, but leaning in on that positivity um, and understanding, like leaning into what you can control is really, really huge. And so uh, that inspired me many ways this week. And, and sometimes I just think that we can have the best clarity at the most unexpected times, including, um, when in situations where you're pushed to lean on faith rather than your own physical assertions, especially in the case of the woman, uh, who underwent the face transplant surgery. Um, so here's a couple of things, y'all. Like I am working on authorship. I am compiling the last parts of a manuscript that will be submitted to a publication to see if it gets published, peer reviewed and published. So I need all the good vibes out there. Um, it has been incredibly stressful uh, because I feel like I'm working on multiple projects and it just feels like it takes forever. So I just need all the good vibes you can throw my way, right? Um, and I, I send the same out there for you. How about that? Um, but as I am working on authorship, I also look for things that can inspire me as I set out to try to be a, a, a nurturer of sorts for other people, right? Because you can't pour from an empty cup. Uh, there's a good colleague and maybe I'll have him on the show sometime. He always says this and I just love it when he says it. You cannot impart what you don't possess. And it's so true for many, many different reasons. But you can't pour out when you're not getting your fill. Like you can't pour from an empty cup. I know that we've said it. I know that we heard it. But you can't ask somebody to do something that you're not willing to do. So you cannot impart onto others what you do not house within your heart, what you do not possess in your head and your heart. So I love it. Maybe bring him on the show, talk about that a little bit more, go over some experiences because he's truly authentic. Love, 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 love doing some work with him. Um, but moving on, I, uh, I really like, 
I stumbled across a book this week and it's so simple and it's so filled with simple gems that makes so much sense. And it has so much connective tissue to like just life principles in general. I was just, you can tell all the feels, right? Like I get goosebumps thinking about it, but the book, and I honestly, I don't really want to give the name of it because I know there are people listening who I would actually like to gift it to because it's just one of those books. You know what? If you're listening right now and you want a copy of this book, drop me a line, jay-z at midweekmuscle.com, jay-z at midweek all one word, muscle.com, or you can hit me up on all socials at the midweek muscle. You can send a direct message or what have you. I'd be obliged. I'd be so happy to not only hear from you, but to send you a copy of this book. But I'm gonna go ahead and give the spoiler alert. This book is called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Bow, just like that. Maybe maybe now I just kind of chop my uh, engagement off at the knees. Like, reach out to me so you could get this book. Just kidding. I'm gonna give you... I'm going to give you the name of it anyways. (laughs) I need to work on it. You got it. You're right. Uh, But I know that I'm going to have to reread it. And I know that I am because I know me. I know I'm going to read it multiple times. But initially, my first thoughts is that I've read some of the passages and I have been so close to tears on this because the author wrote in the introduction that he desired to create a book to help people make sense of his like concepts through the world of illustrations or through art or through the pictures. And so he designed the book to where people could either just jump in straight in the middle and, and carry on because that's just how they do things. Or you can start at the beginning and work your way to the very end. Um, and very loosely, it is the book is about a boy who learns life lessons from unlikely friends. And they happen to be animals in this case, a fox, a horse and a mole, of course. And so I, I at the boy is like wandering through like, I guess, a country field or something like that, uh, or woods or something, maybe it's close to his house, maybe it's not, but it's just out there somewhere. And um, things happen. And they arrive at these little simple statements to help carry them through whatever it is they're experiencing as they're out in the the wild or or out outdoors. And so that to me runs so deep when the simple statements have such great meaning and and it's it's so like the whole book is full of those sayings that not only makes sense to the story because it's nonfiction, but it's filled with, um, you know, imaginary action and it's largely impactful to how we approach life. And so is it very easily can be interpreted just as it is. It can very easily be interpreted as it suggests itself or arrives within the story as the passage arrives within the story, or you can be like me and, and, your mind goes into like a whole bunch of different webs and we can arrive at what my mind starts to think of the deep meaning. Um, And so here's a little blurb. It's a little passage. I decided to take it so you guys could kind of understand where I'm going or coming from. 
And so here's my case in point. It goes, the boy and the mole hold tight to the horse's mane. But the boy loses his grip. An easy thing to do. He crashes into the freezing water. The fall was terrifying. The horse puts his nose softly by the boy's cheek. You fell, the horse said. But I've got you. Everyone is a bit scared, said the horse. But we are less scared together. Tears fall for a reason. But that's your strength. Not weakness. And cut. And so just in that little blur right there, like, I'm sure you were like, wait, whoa, hold on. I caught something from the very first sentence and it just keeps going and it keeps going and keeps going. And so I think this book in my eyes is brilliantly constructed to, again, uh, be at a place where you can either listen because it is on audiobooks, So you can listen or read in the dead center of the book and pull out like a nugget or two that ha- that has applied is applied or will apply or could apply to your life at any given moment. And I just believe that it is a beautiful book. I started it and finished it this week, right? So, and it's not very, it's not a very difficult read either, if you're wondering about that. Um, So I hope to be an author or creative that inspires in this way, in the way that the book inspired me. And very much like the passage that I read to you guys, Uh, I may not know you personally or by direct contact, but because of you, I have a forum to address openly the vulnerabilities that exist in my heart and the challenges that meet my head. And it's amazing to know a team or community that's just got you. Even when you feel scared or weary or troubled. And so I thank you for that. And so prior to me, even knowing about this good, this good book, good people, um, I left a very similar comment on LinkedIn the prior week that suggested the same thing. And it just, I want to share a little bit of that with you right now as we come to a close. And it's just, just thank you. Thank you for persevering despite the difficulty. Thank you for showing up today and giving your very best even though your best may change from moment to moment. And I share that sentiment deeply with all of you. All is well in my soul that these words meet you exactly where you are today. Thank you for pushing yourself to finish that test or certification so you can become a better advocate for your family and or your community Thank you for hanging on, even if you are looking at your bank account this morning, wondering how it's all going to work. Thank you for still going to class, even though that assignment was late or you tanked that presentation and you carry a little bit of embarrassment and shame. Thank you for trying, even if you feel troubled. Just thank you. 
Good people, as I mentioned before, we are closing out this season of design shifting because there's been a lot of that this past season and preparing for a new season ahead. And so without you, I just can't express enough how without you, uh, all of this would be next to impossible. Um, And furthermore, without you, we wouldn't know that there are others out here who thrive in the midst of this kind of sharing um, and, and this kind of head and heart support need it for whatever that journey is ahead. And so in sharing my giftings with you all, I hope it meets you exactly where you are today. And if it can meet you where you are today, maybe it can meet someone else, you know. So please take the time and share it with them. And so as we round this to a close, thank you for listening all the way through. You've made it to the end of this podcast. I hope to see you next week because there's space for you. And until then, let's make it a great rest of the week. And as always, let's go.